silly question, but really and truly, man's making man's 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 making music here behind yeah. the wall, bro. And his music is still reverberating, but the stuff from his past is still there. But he's in no position, or he cannot interact with his crowd at all, with his with his audience. It's actually mad. Yeah. It's recording, man. Yeah, no, all good, man. All good, man. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. How he feels. Like. Well, definitely feels trapped, boy. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. But he's got that recording equipment, so he must be living a bit cushy still. Wasn't he eligible to come out in like 2050 or something like that? Hmm? Is he eligible to come out in like 2050? Yeah, crazy. yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking hell, man. That's donkeys away. So, I mean, if man's almost 30 now, 2050 is another 30 years, what? Man's going to be in his 50s when Vibes comes out. Fuck that. Music's probably going to be <laughs> shit. He is so funny, like... Whoa. Yeah, man. His, yeah, um... man, listen. Like, he's, he's got a good... Um, Maybe decade and a half on us, right? Yeah. Man's not gonna be listening to no gun tunes from some sixty-five-year-old man. You know what I'm saying? Why not? You are changing. I think he's got, got, no, got riddles for everybody, though. Yeah, but when we're when we're in our fifties, and we're, when we're yeah, you know I mean, we're not trying to listen to those sixty-five-year-old man talk about gun this gun that loud, man. Mm. What are Pete and Baz doing? <laughs> and oh, Pete and Baz are one. Pete and Baz are a novelty and an anomaly. And from what I've been told, they don't write their lyrics. The actual producer is a lyricist and wanted his beats and uh, well to be heard. So he wrote to them and he got those two actors to do that. They can spit though. Yeah, but I don't think it's them. They, they, they've got a ghostwriter, the same guy who produces it. I could be wrong. I could be being given misinformation. If I'm being given misinformation, do you know what I mean? I'm not above correction. May my words be detracted. But if what I've been told is correct, you know what I mean? There's some great actors because they portray the role quite well. And whoever's producing and writing for them, doing a spot on job. I just think that the delivery is good. Yeah, the delivery. Yeah. Um, so big, big up for whoever's um, writing for them, even if it's them. Hundred <laughs> percent. if your granddad was out there doing that though. Mm. What? 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 How do you feel about that? What? What? How do I feel about? If your granddad was out there, like Pete and Baz. What's my granddad was out there like Pete and Baz? Yeah, I'd be scared. Both of them are dead. <laughs> oh, right. So if they were alive, if one of them was alive, wasn't the both both of them were alive and they were a duo, Pete and Bad. But more life, do you know what I mean? Enjoy what you're doing, mate. Um, I guess uh, it's a mixture of being proud and embarrassed. Because if it, do you know what I mean. So I mean, because if they're good, like Pete and Baz are good, quote unquote, then do you know what I mean you have a bit of pride. But 
I imagine if they were crap and all their age mates are like, rah, what are you man on? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be peak, fam. <laughs> it'd be peak. <laughs> them ones there where, like, they've gone viral for being shit. And then when people are talking about grandparents, they say, brother, I've never seen you post your grandparents, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, come, come, come to, come, you know I mean, your wedding or your baby shower, man, I've seen your, your granddad's and they're like, rah. <laughs> who, who are these man? What are you? Yeah. Granddads. But no, big up Pete and Buzz because they're not embarrassing. They're actually doing what they're doing and they're doing it well. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, they're doing it well, man. Like, I, I, I'm entertained. Entertained to the point where some Americans try to copy it. You know what it's like. Um, these two old white American guys in a swimming pool talking about sugar babies holding bare money in their hand and that, like, yeah. I don't know why they remember the all film. in Speedos. Nah, not the same film. And them and I in Speedos with their saggy skin, fam. It was horrible to watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this reminds man. me of that um, meme of that white guy trying to chirps that um, black lady in the, in the swimming pool. Oh, yeah. The, the, like, There's a couple of them, man. <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple of them. It's like some some things work, other things don't, man. But Pete and Baz, Pete and Baz works kind of in the night. Yeah, I think so. Well, everyone knows so. Mm. Talking about old stuff. Well, I'm talking about old people. <laughs> man said stuff like that in that objects. But talking about things that are old. Something that's old, that's still kind of new, is about to pop off at the moment, isn't it? You were talking about uh, Matrix, the Matrix Resurrections. I mean, bringing back, uh, yeah, bringing back that stuff, mate. Apparently, yeah. plagued by strange memories, Neil's life's taking an unexpected turn, and he finds himself back inside the Matrix. What a proper mindfuck! I think it sounds stupid. I can't lie. I don't. I don't. I didn't fuck with the trailer. I do not fuck with the whole analogy of him being just just being thrust back into the matrix but I thought there'd like be a point to everything like the collapse of Zion or whatever that happened in the last one like and that now to this I don't I don't get it like so far maybe I have to watch the film to understand like what happened it's cool that they've got Trinity back Lawrence Fishbourne is not in it I don't like that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but he's a to be put it politely He's um, he's an old man. <laughs> what, so he can't be doing jumping off the off the truck or the? Nah, nah, nah. He's not Denzel, man. Denzel's like one in a million. Lawrence Fishburne. Um, yeah, what mate. What you think of that? <laughs> think it's age. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I think it's it's really that is he really artistically or creatively that he doesn't need to be a part of it, or he maybe have not been asked to be a part of it, but. I think at the same time, like you've seen him in John Wick with Neo, with Neo right? I mean, Neo, you know, with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah imagine that. Yeah. Like his role in that, fantastic delivery, great actor, as expected. Um, but it weren't no man's pulling at the machine, I'm jumping from buildings, doing whatever, even though he was like a leader of a group that were doing particular things. 
Do you know what I mean? So was a very you can't have him in yeah, you can't have him in the matrix and not have man doing a whole heap of fuckery. Cause then it's like, rah, what happened to Morpheus? <laughs> yeah, like, like, come on, do you know what I mean? Like you need you need Morpheus to be on it. Morpheus was like before Neo, Morpheus was yeah. the guy. Right. Yeah, yeah, and plus it would fuck up the whole continuity of um the matrix in a sense that shit boy, how the fuck is how the fuck is um how's he like as he all fucked up? It don't make no sense. So, I mean as he as he all like oh like bro, imagine he, he's probably not even like in shape anymore as well, fam. It just feels it feels kind of gimmicky to me. It feels like the Terminator series. Like oh I love I love money the, now. I don't know. Maybe not in terms of money, but it's just like it's not that serious. <laughs> like oh, it, it's gone to that now. Yeah. It's like just more cinema, like more than like storytelling. Come like this. come like the Avengers, come like one Marvel series. Um no, that's more like fanboy cinema. This is more like artsy cyber but i don't know because i feel like they've really pushed the boundaries of like what we thought like the future would be what do you mean by that like the first three movies you weren't seeing movies like that like you just weren't or the the, Mm. um, the effects just a lot of the fighting scenes the dialogue, mm. the um, mm. costumes. It's a whole world that encompasses quite a lot. So yeah. it's like, you would assume that if they did something, they would just like blow your mind with like shit you haven't seen before. Like all you need to do is like go to Japan, or, like China and spend like a month there. Yeah. Like, all the technology. So, 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 what was that? What was that based like? Um, I get what you mean. It was a completely the concept of it was different. The way things were done was different. Like, yeah, a lot of everything that happened in Matrix was something I just completely knew. It was mind blowing. But um, did you really expect them to be able to carry that on? I mean, what's the point? Like, especially with Wachowski sister behind it now. What the- like, what the is the Wachowski sisters now? Or is it the Wachowski one. siblings? There's one. So it's the Wachowski siblings. Well, no, the brothers aren't involved. I don't well they they kinda are, but no, it's led um by I believe it's their sister. But she's a Wachowski. Okay. So it's not the Wachowski siblings, it's just Lady Wachowski. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm guessing it will be a very different take then. Yeah. Maybe they've gone beyond the um, cinematic aspect of it for cinema. Now it's going to be a, a mind fuck and a, a completely amazing script. Who knows? It might be going for a different film. It's I guess also- we'll only know when we go see it in the cinema. 
it's also because of what you believe to be Keanu's age. Like, I don't think there'll be a lot of fighting scenes and what kind of was a good balance in the old films was he's kind of boring, but then you see him doing all this mad shit. It's like, it's a good balance. <laughs> it's like personality-wise, like, not really there. It's like everyone else is yeah. carrying the film until, like, he's the one because he can do all this mad shit and everyone believes in him. <laughs> true, true. I guess it's going to be interesting to see. I know I'm, I haven't written it off. I'm going to watch it. One, because I put some time into actually see parts of John Wick. Um, I never actually watched it when it came out initially. But for me, it just seems like a an American James Bond, if that makes sense. I mean, when it came out, I really ignored it because it's like old Keanu, it's not The Matrix, why they're forcing it. John Wick, then it was like John Wick 2, 3 came out like really quickly. Like, okay. And like, they were on like Prime or like Netflix or whatever. So I've, I've seen like the last two. I mean, they're all right. I they're don't good. think I'd watch them again. Mm. And I watched them like, like I watched like three and then two. Yeah, it's like it, it, it's like James Bond on cocaine and maybe <laughs> half a split. That's not to take away from it. Mate, guns, violence, excellent fight scenes because Keanu Reeves, like when it comes to this fight scene, shit, this martial arts shit. Uh, he's Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah he made an art mate think Jean-Claude Van Damme but a lot less theatrical and a lot he more took... serious have you seen um... shouts out to Jean-Claude Van Damme though I, I was watching um, Lionheart again and Bloodsport and yeah proper theatrical like that's why there were international blockbusters I think it tapped into the whole American hype but then the European type of um drama aspect to it. I think that's why those movies really worked. But yeah, enough about Jean-Claude Van Damme, but shout out to Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, I liked him in, um, what was that? Some martial arts film in China. I think it was kind of like Mortal Kombat. Mm, Bloodsport. Yeah, with that hench guy, um, Bolo. Bolo Yuen. Fam. <laughs> That's why everyone was saying Bolo, because of Bolo yeah, Yuan. Bolo. No. I know, I know, it's right. Man, man looking kind of Bolo. Yeah, Bolo <laughs> I was going to say, Keanu took, yeah, this martial arts, like art form. I mean, have you seen Equilibrium? Mmm. Carter. Yeah, my guy, Christian Bale. That was that was Matrix-ish, but like in its completely like own way. It was before the Matrix. Equilibrium was fantastic. Christian Bale, another complete actor, great performer, really does make you believe in this world that he's a part of. You know I mean, fight scenes, the gun carter's mad fan. With that black yeah. cute, I think his name is Tate Diggs. Shout that out pagan. to Tate Diggs. That pagan. <laughs> why, why is Tate Diggs a pagan? Man, the film is a pagan. 
No, I think the, the Matrix came out Sorry. before 99 and then Equilibrium came out 02. 02? Oh, shit. My bad. But yeah, no, Tay Diggs apparently, on a side note, he said some anti um, some anti black woman shit, fam. So yeah, if that's true, no shout out to Tay Diggs, fam. I'll take I'm my done. shout out back if it's true, man. Um, <laughs> I'll take it back. I'll take it back if it's true. And if it's not true, my shout out stands. You hear me? Anyway, enough of the politics. I Fucking. I definitely want to see the resurrections just so that I can sit in the cinema and um, get a feeling, I guess, of nostalgia, but be reminded that I'm an old man because this man is aged, fam. <laughs> <laughs> the movie came out in 99. Anyone that was born in 99 is 21 now. And then the last oh, one came 22. out in 05. Yeah. L- age, no, I think it was 05. Both, um, both the last films came out in the same year. Well, no, they were, the ma- they were made in the same year. They were made in the same year? Yeah. The last two. That's crazy. Fair enough. <laughs> well, not much continuity. Not much. Have you seen the Halloween series? Um, like H2O. Yeah. LL Cool J. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> um, what do you mean? Michael Myers, like yeah. 1970. Bro, there's, bro, there's one called H2O, fam. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. That's like the one with that, Cool J. That's the, that's the only that's one like, I've seen, bro. That's like a, re- that's like a remake, man. That's like a 10, 20-year nah, remake. remake. H2O, it's a reboot. Like, re- yeah. It's a reboot. Well, like the second reboot. <laughs> or the third one. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It came out in 1998. I should have been watching that film then, innit? Jesus Christ. Bro. Damn, mate. I believe I was five years I was five years old when I saw that film. That's completely inappropriate. I've seen the first six now, the first five or six Halloween films. Goodness me. I see them all this year. All this year. So are you yeah. a Halloween you're a Halloween head, mate? I mean, are you a horror horror head? Yeah, I've seen a lot of horror films this year. And last year, but specifically this year, I went out of my way. Love. Yeah, yeah, but there were a lot on, on Amazon Prime. I can't lie. I love, I love horror, man. I absolutely love horror. Well, after I seen that first Michael Myers film, I was like, nah, I need to see it. Like all of them, it is so dumb, but like so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like this- there's eleven of them. Yeah, it's bare. There's more than that, even. Mm-hmm. Like the whole franchise and all the reboots. Come like Freddy Krueger v. Jason and all that shit. Um, and they all have like dumb names. It's like, like the first two is just Michael Myers trying to kill his sister. Not trying to kill him. Um, he went to kill his own sister. No, sorry. He killed his sister in the beginning and then he was trying to kill everyone in the town just like killing fair people probably kill like 18 people or something like that in the first one 
That's mad. But why? See, on at the beginning of the film, yeah, he's just a boy, just a small boy. Spoiler, for <laughs> people listening. He's just a small boy. It's Halloween. His sister's like going out, and his parents have gone out, and then he just like dresses up in a costume and then like stabs his sister. Wow. And then he goes to jail. That's the beginning of the film. So then he returns like however many years later. And just like wants to kill everyone in the area. <laughs> Mad. So like then the third one, it was a remix. It was like this evil man was like brainwashing kids like through like he was he basically had a factory and they made Halloween masks. And then he was having these microchips put in the masks. So when kids put them on, they would brainwash them and they'd go out and kill people. Oh, Season of the Witch. Yeah. I might have to watch that one. That was wild. Why? Because <laughs> um, people were actually dying. Like, it was mad. Like, loads of people died. I didn't even think they were ever going to save the day. But it was like, completely, completely nothing to do with Michael Myers. And then they bring bring it back again. That's when the dumb names start. It's like Return of Michael Myers, Revenge of Michael Myers, The Curse of Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> like four or five oh, answers. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah, just trying to kill off anybody related to him. <laughs> That's some weird shit, man. Even this little girl. She must have been like six. Yeah. Bloody hell, man. I might have to I might have to get onto that. I might have to get onto that, you know. Michael fucking mind, bro. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> that mask is weird, isn't it? Oh my days. He's just weird. He is so weird. Nothing works on him. Being shot, being stabbed, being blown up, like set on fire. Did they? Nah, mate. Then they're, they're, they're dropping, dropping in a volcano, bro. <laughs> then they drop him in a fucking volcano. It was peak. It was like I think it was in the end of four, and he died. And then like the guy that like kind of helped nurse him back to health or whatever, like for like six months or something. Michael Myers just woke up mm. and killed this guy. <laughs> No, <laughs> no reason. The guy was at his desk, and then Michael Myers just woke up. And just... <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, like you know, they, some of these American movies, yeah, they never make any sense, bro. But I guess that's just probably good about it. That's why it's unpredictable, and it don't make any fucking sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. No, but. It's so creepy as well. Um, what's that other one? Children of the Corn. That one. The blonde with blue eyes. There's a few of them. It's like they they all all the kids in town. It's like one day just like kill all the adults. <laughs> It's so mad, like with with like these long knives. Like their parents, their teachers, the shopkeepers. 
man. I, they all make by that Stephen King, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think they are. The King of Horror fam. I swear Stranger Things is this thing as well. Yeah. I think so. Hey, this guy's just on fuckery, fam. To be fair, oh, he was yeah. influenced by H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Love, Lovecraft, great novelist. One of his um, books was turned into a TV series recently. Um, Lovecraft Country. Black sci-fi horror team. I'm not going to lie to you. As a man who likes sci-fi, as a man who likes horror. And, you know, I fuck with black films as a black man. It makes sense. To have all three of those things encapsulated into one thing for me, I was like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? It was, uh, it was good stuff. But, yeah, man, but, like, that's Stephen King, you fam. Some weird books. Is he a disturbed individual? Is he? Is he disturbed? Maybe not. Maybe disturbed is the wrong thing to say. I think America has been uh, blessed to have a lot of good storytellers and, um, I guess, movie directors. Because I was, uh, I saw a little clip from Family Guy yesterday when um, mm. Brian was in a restaurant with um, what's that giggity guy? What guy? That giggity. <laughs> oh, Quagmire! Giggity, Quagmire. giggity, yeah. And um, Quagmire was so annoyed at him. And then, like, Brian was just being very annoying. But Quagmire basically, like, told him off, like, told him about himself. Like, mm. like you just talk down on people, blah, blah. Um, like, you talk like you're this, like, philosophical guy, but then you just got go out and date bimbos, and then you give them, like, catcher in the ride to read and talk down to them because they don't understand what's going on. Yeah. And like Catcher in the Rise, just about some sport brat. <laughs> and like you only like, <laughs> you only relate to him because he's just like you. <laughs> oh my days! No, so my, my point is, books yeah. like that, like Catcher in the Rye, of Meister Men. Stanley Kubrick. I never. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick. I, I'm, I feel I missed out by not having um, Mice and Men being part of my reading during my adolescence. Because everyone refers to it as like some great book or it was amazing, but man never, yeah, it was never part of man's reading materials. So. Never was it mine. For real? Yeah. I had to go out and like, learn about the book. But I think Lenny and some other guy, um, just them working together, and then like, I think one of them apparently kills like the other one in the end. Yeah. <laughs> but they were best friends. Bloody <laughs> uh, I see this recurring meme every single time yeah, when it comes to teachers and um, what's it called, reading of mice and men, and getting to read the word nigger and how they read it with Vim, fam. I see all of these memes everywhere, so I'm just like, wow. Oh, my days. That was a, some awkward fucking classroom, fam. Whoa. Yeah, thank God I never you know I mean? experienced that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. Some weird shit. 
Wait, bro. Stephen King is apparently that, wrote Shawshank Redemption. Is that right? Is that the right one? There's Off Mice and Men, and then there's um, Sorry to Kill a Mockingbird. Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck. Yeah, I, I was I was talking about the right one. To Kill a Mockingbird is a different story. That's that's uh, race related. Yeah, I, I I don't know to kill a mockingbird either, man. I saw part of the film. What you were saying about Stephen King? He's an interesting guy. He's an interesting guy. But I... Yeah, man. I guess I've got to pick up a book or two, man. It'll probably help with my addiction. Probably increase my reading age as well. I'm kind of lacking at it. I'm not going to lie, man. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like a good graphic novel. Do you know what I mean? Just to look at the pictures. Fuck, fuck the words. Fuck the words. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's a mad thing for, for someone who's apparently a poet to say, fuck the words. <laughs> Are you a visual learner? Ah, uh, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess, to some degree, I'd say I am a visual learner. To some degree, but I wouldn't want to get lost in the pictures. What about yourself? Are you a visual learner? Um, yeah, sometimes. But sometimes I guess it like... depends on the activity, right? Pictures sometimes just have like no meaning, so it's like you can almost attribute your own meaning to it, which is kind of interesting. Whereas words, you have to pay attention and look at it and read it and blah blah and take it in. And it's annoying because sometimes people just waste your time just writing some shit that you wish you didn't even bother like skimming over or whatever. Mm. Yeah. So that being said, though, I think there's certain times where aesthetics uh, really do carry the meaning in everything. And I think that kind of, especially in fashion anyway, the aesthetics is literally the language of communication, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, um... Definitely is, man. This book I'm reading, autobiography on um, sports, Alexander McQueen. Okay. One of his first collections. He infused like feathers, hair, and blood into the collection. He what? He infused hair and blood. Hair, blood, and feathers. Hair, blood, and what? Feathers. Feathers. Mm-hmm. Mine's a bit kinky, isn't it? Yeah. Was there was there a particular significance to the feathers? Um, I don't really know. But I mean, the hair, the hair was his. Even part of it, even his pubic hair as well. Man put his pubes. Right. Isn't that like sexual assault these days? In the in the dress. I think he's probably in like a in like pockets in the dress, like sewed, like maybe plastic pockets sewed into the dress. That's what I can envision anyway from like what I read. 
I didn't like look for mm. the actual dresses. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. But with like fashion in Britain anyway, um, you have the likes of Alexander McQueen, you have the likes of <clears throat> Vivian Westwood, right? Missouri, Stella McCartney, Hardy Stella Blackman. McCartney. Who the black man? Hardy Blackman. Maharishi, <laughs> founder, uh, and designer, I believe. He he he's um written the largest book on camouflage in the world. Who? Hardy Blackman. I don't even know it. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. With that, with that being said, like the big big things that are happening in fashion. I think you mentioned to me about Superdry opening up a, a flagship store in Bond Street. Yeah, I did go. I didn't go to the um, opening ceremony that they opened. I did get. I had a look at the email, the RSVP um, thing, like the day before, but I was busy. So, because like they had Brooklyn Beckham as their their guy, their model for um, the new sustainable underwear. Yeah. Uh, it'd be good to like what did you feel like the, the actual space itself because I um, I mean I I, I, uh, I ain't been it's a large space it's, it's right the store is huge like the space is just long like mm. to go anywhere is long it's like I don't know, it's like being, you know, when you step through that um, wardrobe and lying with the wardrobe, and you just like into the cold. Yeah, not here. yeah. that's how I would, I would describe it. Like being in Narnia. Bloody hell, man. It's an experience, then, isn't it? But there's not much space because it's surrounded by clothing rails. With that being said, then, with opening that space, there must be some good fucking pieces in there, bro. I mean, yeah, there are. I mean, they switched it up as well, like, their new, one of their new logos, or like a logo I have it. They have like three logos. Three logos? What, for like yeah. different parts of the line or what? Um, yeah, kind of. They have like... They provide like range to like loads of different people. Like the demographic is quite quite broad and like lifestyle categories and shit. Okay, what's your favorite? I don't really feel like love the stuff. So like I have like one super dry jacket I got like years ago, like, a couple of years ago. Far mm. from that. I'm, I'm not really looking to buy a super dry piece anytime soon. God the damn. Jacket I have is, the jacket I have is awesome and I've been surrounded by super dry for a while. You know, I imagine, I imagine you're, you're, you're a fashionable guy. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? But if you're telling me 
if pants right now, then I mean, I don't even want to see that store. <laughs> no, I yeah, might put it for the aesthetics. It's definitely good to look at what they can provide, like because they have so many things. Okay. So to, like, if you were to go to like any other store, they don't have as many products like like this. They really don't. Mm. You think they got them formal jackets? That's the that's the look I'm trying to go for right now. To be fair. If you want formal jackets, bro, I'll take you to that shop. That, that's like this, this, this new spot. I've been to a couple of times. Like, they, they got some really nice jackets. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome, I, was there awesome. I was there with Sands like two weeks ago. I was there with Theo like four weeks ago. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Say no more. Say no more. It's the place to be. Yeah. You got to check out then. I mean, shouts out to Super Dry. Do you know what I mean? British fashion chain for men and women, learning that vintage Americana with Japanese and British inspirations. What the fuck does that mean? That is crazy. It's just their logo, like, it's got like the kanji or whatever that above Super Dry. So it's like Super Dry translated into yeah. Japanese. Super Dry. Gotta love Japanese kanji. Shouts out to Japan. You know, thank you for the letters, or should I say characters? Quite literally talking about anime characters as well, on a brief one. So I mean, shouts out to Japan again. Contributing so much this this, this group of people, isn't it? The Japanese. Right, that sounded a bit like 1920s England, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, this group of people. You know what I mean, like, man's not part of a marginalized group, quote unquote, apparently. Um, yeah, mate, interesting one there. Talking about marginalized individuals, I think everybody was really happy and rooting for uh, a particular gentleman when, you know, he was made, I suppose, the lead of one of the, um, I guess, pioneering fashion houses of Europe. And he happened to be a man of um, African-American heritage. He was a Ghana man, really. But, you know what I'm saying? For the African-American in there. Um, I think we were talking about Mr. Ablo, really. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah, a story of triumph. And then a, a pretty sad, sad thing for, for anybody who was, um, or for everyone in regards to family, friends, and those he inspired and people who were close. It's really sad passing. It was, apparently he was battling yeah. illness for quite some time, man. Yeah. Yeah. But let's talk about Off-White. You know what I'm saying? You, you fuck with Off-White? Not really. Talk to me, man. No. Like, Virgil's, Virgil's come up is, a, is an interesting one. Like, as an architect, awesome. as an architect, not born in Chicago, just outside. Um, I mean, other designers come from like an architect background, like Rassam and, or he was more like interior design, but architecture as well. So it's like, I guess they have an eye for like the way things should be and should look and feel. Yeah. So like he was doing like the graphic designs and stuff for Kanye and set designs and cool merch. Then he had his mm. first brand. Um, 
that didn't really grow that much. Then he had like Pyrex and working with like Matthew Williams. Like the, the whole clique was just like crazy. Like the stuff they were on, like Dondi, um, that, that picture, they were all dressed weird. I think they were in Paris. So like the five yeah. Kanye, Virgil. I forgot. I think he had like a Montclair sweater vest on. <laughs> Montclair Gilles. Mm. Um, like, I think Kanye had the briefcase. Yeah, so he was even working on yeah. pastel. You see it? Oh my days! This was this was. I'm just referring back to that picture. This is when boot cuts was in fashion, isn't it? <laughs> Car. All I'm seeing is like bootcuts. Was that like 09? Right. Yeah, fam. All I'm all yeah. I'm seeing is bootcuts. There's oh, bootcuts. There's lots of bootcuts. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's meant to bear bootcuts. Bear it, fam. Fucking hell. Um, but yeah, like them man look happy, boy. I guess you would be happy if you're doing what you fucking love. Oh, Makes okay. sense. Kanye must have been like on his way to intern in. I think I think it was him and Virgil interned at um maybe Givenchy or something like that. Yeah. They were interning, yeah. but were they getting paid to intern? Um I don't know, but they were like learning about the industry and like how to make stuff and you know. Like they were actually like working and gaining experience. Like valuable experience. Awesome. So then, yeah, like Virgil working with like Matthew Williams, Curtis Heron. Um, who else was part of it? Well, like those guys, like, do you understand? Like Matthew Williams founded the Leaks and now works at Givenchy. Like, he's like creative director or whatever. Like Alix is like huge business, mm. and then Curtis Heron, his own brand, Curtis Heron is huge, and he's he's got a role now at Calvin Klein, like as well as his own range, and his his range is expensive, like really expensive. I was talking like three hundred pounds for a tee. For a t-shirt, bro. Yeah, and these this is like Virgil's click, like. Been that Bentrill DJ crew, whatever, like they would come to London and they didn't like the music, so <laughs> they would come back That's and like <laughs> they would come back with like their iPods and their laptops and just like DJ. And then, mm. yeah, they named their crew and they like printed t shirts, then those t shirts started to sell, mm. like. It wasn't actually merch like that, but you know. Then they did the collab with Hood by Air, so it was like Hood by Air and Ben Trill at the same time. It was like that was streetwear in like 2012. Yeah, that was crazy. Like Virgil was in the thick of it before Off White, before Pyrex. Okay, this was about the same time as Pyrex. Yeah, so then to transition like into Pyrex and have like the aesthetic he had everything about it it's like he was very 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 futuristic with that like people try and get away with that now 
a lot. But he yeah. was ahead of like the curve. And he did it successfully. Like he just got like these mock-ups, like these like champion like sweats, and then like 75% like markup price. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> and people were buying them. Oh shit. <laughs> that makes that see the, the way you're laughing about it though. What, what, what do you what do you think that says about fashion? I mean, when you see we had modeling at the time, it was like Ian Connor, Bari, ASAP Nath, and like you see how huge these people are now and their own individual brands, what that like they own and control what they sell for. Like Virgil would just did it like five, six years before, right? He just had these people model for him. So it's like it was like no wonder. Like that Soho New York scene at that time, twenty thirteen. Like Tumblr was a huge thing. So it was like there was a lot of driving force behind it that made it so successful. And then and I well, did, he, did they have any backing at that time? It sounds like maybe if they were interning, they must have had the backing from who they were interning from. It was just to help out Virgil, because like Virgil was the guy. This this guy had worked with Matthew Williams, Kanye, like what do you mean? Like he did the sit for like watch the throne like at this point already. So like what do you mean? He did the what? <laughs> he did the set design and he did the album cover for Watch the Throne. Fucking hell. Yeah, so like and he'd done like multiple stuff for Kanye already. Like he did um My Beautiful Dot Twisted Fantasy. He did work on that. He, he didn't do the album cover for that. But he might have um come up with the concept, I believe. And then working with Kanye on Kanye's never released um, label pastel, like he, like he'd done a lot. <laughs> so all the you then in like Soho, like Virgil is like the guy. So of course they're gonna model for him. Man. Yeah, that was Pyrex. And like, it made sense because, like, you know, the Pyrex bowl is what you use to cook crack or whatever. Yeah. And then it was like Pyrex 23 because he's from Illinois, Chicago, the Bulls, mm. Michael Jordan 23, Pyrex 23. So it was like the two, like, huge aspects of Chicago, what they're known for, crack and Michael Jordan. <laughs> Cracker Michael Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> and then like Crack some of the <laughs> some of the um designs he had, like this check mark went on to become that was used in Pyrex, went on to become one of the signature logo for Off White. Well shit. Come full circle. Man created something, and then in the end, it ended up being what really propelled. There's anything that kind of pushed what was going on, ended up being propelled again. But with that being said, well, is, is Pyrex 23 dead now? Yeah, because uh, it was like, it wasn't meant to be a long-term thing. It was just like, maybe it lasted like a year or two. And at the same time, it was like Ben Trill and the HBA collab. Um, the DJ crew, Ventrill, did a free Chief Keef 
shirt. 2014 when Keith was in jail. That like really helped propel the brand. And so then, he was um, wearing that as well. Keith was wearing Pirates 23 as well. No, Keith was in jail, but Ben Trill were doing free Chief Keith t shirts. Mm-hmm. So that fans of Chief Keith could just wear free Chief Keith shirts. And then when he came That's out, nice. they did, um, what's it called? There's a few videos together, like music videos. My, then, I'm guessing. Then it was like um, Shane Oliver and Hubaya. They did the collab with um, Ben Trill. But that T-shirt wasn't meant to like be sold from um, Shane's knowledge because he was the owner and founder of um, HBA. Mm-hmm. But then someone in um, the Ben Trill camp just mass produced <laughs> the shirts and they sold like crazy and they were like really coveted. Mad. And then ASAP Rocky came around like a couple years later and was like, I ain't really fucking with that Ben Trill. <laughs> Glad to you Goodbye. I started that. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. Right. Do you feel the fashion industry in itself is a case of just, you know, talent coming forward, or is it about clicks? Or is it about politics? It's about politics. Um, I really think it's about talent so far. Like, obviously, there must be politics involved, but there are also, like, I mean, fashion is all about critique and uh, opinions. Like, it's very opinion based. So, some people might love your work, some people might hate your work. I guess that's what is important about being able to produce some work that is able to be looked at and critiqued and then being able to showcase that work. I mean, a lot of people do get like advantages or get lucky because they can showcase their work to many more people. Like for instance, um, Alexander McQueen got a spread in Vogue like very, very, very early on in his career because he knew someone and that person liked his work. Like for someone else to take out like that same spread it would cost like 30 grand mm. yeah <laughs> but, but again that might also be down to his talent he saw something that she saw in him was like mm-hmm. and that was like after a multitude of people taking a chance on him because they saw something it's like he didn't have the money to pay for his fees. His aunt paid his tuition. But he was so skilled that like he didn't even have like GCSEs or A levels. But he could cut like patterns without even drawing or anything. He would just lay down the fabric and just cut it how it should be cut. <laughs> Man. 
That's mad. That's actually mad. Fucking hell. That is actually mad. Yeah, that's actually mad. We get someone that talented, then it's like, I don't know. You just like roll through and like, <laughs> do your thing. <laughs> like, how many people just like let him stay in their house? Like, whether it be in Italy, like the amount of flats he stayed in, like here, like in the south and east. Like, because people. What, Virgil? No, um, Alexander McQueen. But Virgil, Alexander McQueen, you're saying? Yeah. So you've been reading deeply, well, you did say you had the autobiography, but you've been reading deeply into Alexander. Yeah, because he's, he's British. So. And he, like, he's an he's a East London boy. Alexander McQueen. Like, it's, it's mad, like, he just grew up in Stratford, like. <laughs> That's like, Stratford. I, yeah, like, I remember the first time I saw a picture of him, like, a couple of years ago, like he just looks like a lad. Like he just looks like a lad. <laughs> like, how is the I was just like, how the hell? And I was like seeing him working like at his label, like when he was moved to France to work. And like this guy just looks like a lad. Like he just goes to at, like the match, the game on a Saturday, like just drink fair beer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, raw. <"Rah." laughs> This is different. Man. Yeah, so there's something that's very quintessentially British about him. Mm. Man. 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 And it's just crazy to think that he's no longer with us. Mad. Mad. Yeah, shout out McQueen, bro. <laughs> shout out. Big man thing, shout out McQueen. Man like. Man like. But Virgil took this thing, like, to a level, like, me go. I don't know whether he aspired to or whether he could even, because he's not black, so I don't know if it comes... It's, it's different. His ambitions are different. His way yeah. of interpreting stuff is different. It's always been different. But for Virgil to be able to do what he did and accomplish and to be a black guy that did it, like, yeah. Like, I don't love the stuff, but, like... There's I a respect there. I agree mm. with you. Like, this is the right thing to do. Man. Man. Like, and, and all the use that he put on on Soho in New York scene, crazy, crazy. Like, he really, really helped them, schooled them, and the fact that they're all, like, thriving entrepreneurs and they're all, like, under his wing is crazy. All the use. Says a lot about him. Even the ones here, like... 
Yeah, says a lot about him, man. Yeah, because he was the fashion side, the football side, the music side, art side, and skateboarding side, like all these things. Like he was able to influence. Mm. Like even you see the the LV um, skate shoe and the, the skate deck. I mean, I can't lie, that is, is I did um, listen to the reviews, <laughs> to a couple of reviews, actually. <laughs> Bad reviews? Yeah. But this is expensive, like, man, I'm paying, like, a, a grand for the skate shoes and, and for the board, like. And then the deck is, then the deck yeah. is just like shit, it's like. They get, bro, those, those things get ruined so easily. Who's paying a grand for it? Does it make it more uh, fashion, right? It's That's LV. <laughs> yeah, it's LV, it's fashion. Yeah, man, there's LV niggas who skate. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, majority, talk, right? the, the, def, the majority of skaters definitely do not shop at LV. They definitely do not yeah. go to the front to buy anything. That's not a part, it just, it's the truth. It's like, so it's a bit mad, especially from his like. I don't know if he has escaped that ground, but whatever. Do you know what though? What a man would imagine anyway is um, there's probably certain people who would buy an LV skateboard to have it as an ornament in their house. <laughs> that just sounds funny. No. Ornament fam or tax expense, shit. I don't know. Sounds funny to me. I'm not gonna lie. I see myself shortly having an LB skateboard. Unlike those who would buy it as an ornament, I would have it as an ornament and then probably actually skate on it. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yes, sir. Vuitton Maplewood skateboard, two thousand seven hundred and ninety pounds. Oh wow! Two thousand seven hundred and ninety pounds, and this is just the uh, luxury Louis Vuitton Maplewood monogram skateboard. This is just a skateboard, no wheels. <laughs> the wheels. The wheels cost extra, baby. That's not stock. Yeah, sure. Yeah, don't uh, worry. This Australian skate shop, they were on, unboxed it. <laughs> mm. Oh my God. See, this is why this podcast is called Just Take. It's like, you know, no stone left unturned. <laughs> 100 mate. 100%. Bloody, bloody, yeah, bro. It's kind of mad thinking about that. It's actually kind of mad. Hmm. Yeah, that is actually kind of mad. What is that, Bush? Yeah, bro. 
2,790 quid. That's not even, like, <laughs> some people don't even earn that a month. That's a fucking skateboard. I'm not gonna lie to you, mate. That's a shit car in a year's insurance, bro. <laughs> if you live in Liverpool and you're a 40 year old man and you're buying a Fiat Punto, yeah. probably get a month's petrol as well. Maybe not a Fiat Punto, maybe a full Fiesta 2009. <laughs> I mean, um, no, shout out to Louis Vuitton. The people gonna buy it, they're gonna buy it, man. God damn. You know what I was saying? Shouts yeah. out to them. And once again, shouts out to Virgil Abloh, man. God damn. Uncle Virgil. Yeah. You're, you're more versed. Um, yeah, like, I just feel like I'm learning. A sponge, soaking it up, taking in the information, mate. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't even know. I thought Alexander McQueen was still with us. Shows my ignorance. Yeah, it's crazy because the shoes mean? are everywhere. Uh, that intellectual property boy, hopefully his estate is burning something. Yeah, I don't know what happens to these these guys like when it brands eponymous brands like I think Balenciaga's is, is probably the most like interesting story. Why? Like I mean he's come up like as a little Spanish boy. Like that survives like things like World War One and Two, maybe. Like Cristobal mm. Balenciaga. Like to really have grown up just making like clothes for women, and like for his brand to like be what it is now, like completely different. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that like, they're so innovative and like creating trends is, is crazy. Man. There's a difference, like what he what he made was like all couture. Yeah. Which is like custom. It's like um yeah, women will come and like get the measurements or whatever. Like it's just custom made basically. Like Mm. Ready to wear, just like what you get in like normal fashion retailers on the high street. Yeah. But, but what my man offered, I guess, guys, I don't even know. Couture is not a huge thing like it used to be. The fast fashion and other fashion costs as well. So, like all these black tie events as well. Like, they're all odd couture. Yeah. It's like the Megala look or whatever. But the thing is, a lot of these um, fashion houses now, uh, supposedly of couture, are all ready to wear. Like the Balmain jumpers that niggas be wearing, they weren't a handmade, machine sweatshops. Maybe particular pieces that they have to this day that they make are 
haute couture, handmade, exclusive, okay, no. or am I ignorant history. to something? Pardon? I don't know about I don't know Balmain's history. Well, like, Balmain, um, Pierre Balmain, uh, Balmain, sorry, Balmain, you know, I'm saying it, I'm saying it like that. Balmain, but yeah, that Pierre Balmain, um, similar to Cristobal, or Cristobal Balenciaga. Yeah, man, similar to my man, haute couture. But I'm guessing like the Balenciaga trainers, they're not haute couture, they're ready to, ready to wear. Yeah. Yeah. So they must do both. They must have realized that there's individuals who want that haute couture, but they still have that well, somewhat ready to wear money, but just a little bit above it. So they're seeing that there's a market for them to do both, right? Yeah, they probably saw this maybe in the seventies or something. Mm. Like a lot, a lot changed. Um, I mean, the economy in probably the eighties. Uh, Helmut Lang, for some reason, I don't really understand still, but he revolutionized fashion. I do like his pieces, but he revolutionized fashion to the. I get it because it's like um upscale basics. So it's like, it wouldn't be just jeans, it would be jeans with um, paint on them. Isn't that something that's happened quite recently? There's this guy that makes distressed jeans, like for footballers. They'll bring in a pair of jeans and then he'll either tear them up, paint on them, put, I don't know, diamantes in them as well. That type of vibe. Obviously not the same as what that gentleman was doing, but along the same lines. Yeah. Well, Helmer Lang was doing that and like, he also added like bondage. So like you'd see like the trousers are like bonded to, to each other basically on both legs. Mm. <laughs> or like, um, paint with like sorry um jeans with like um like Jackson Pollock esque like oh. um but why what was he trying to do was it like an art piece of some sort almost like you know like work worker jeans like if you're a painter or if you're a workman and you'd like have paint on your jeans or you'd have like um duct tape mm. So it was like, it wasn't actually duct tape, it was like this rubber-based paint that would mimic what duct tape would do, the way it would fold around. So yeah, just li little details. Yeah, little details. It's kind of like how look, like look, the difference between like a Lacoste basic and the difference between like a Lacoste like better um, t-shirt. Or like a basic from Lacoste. I need to see the difference between the two. Like a basic would be like a, just a plain tee with maybe like the Lacoste logo. A, probably a better would mm. probably be like striped with the Lacoste logo. So okay. you have like more than one color. Or like trim around like the color, like in a different color. Mm. Okay. 
or something. But yeah, a lot of fashion houses like took different routes because of the uh, resurgence of ready to wear. I mean, because like they didn't obviously believe in it at the time. Like, what, what do you mean? For instance, like when Prada bought um, Helmut Lang for early 2000s, one of Helmut Lang's like best sellers was their jeans. He's painted jeans. But Prada decided to cut that down and they lost like 60% of their sales or something like that. But that's not something that a company like Prada would probably do now because they'd see the value in <laughs> you see it? Yeah. So that, I think that's yeah. like the effect of fast fashion. <laughs> but like now brands are like trying to encourage the whole reuse, recycle, resell. Yeah. I mean, they've all got like their own initiatives to do like stuff like that with, but mm, I'm not sure they're trying to really tell consumers about that. It's just something that they have. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for real. Like, like Selfridges have that. Go on. I think they have like a, a center where you can um, resell stuff. See, this is all coming off the back of um, that fast fashion, those protests that happened about two years ago. Um, Extinction Rebellion. I remember us covering a designer who was actually featured in the Guardian newspaper and was a part of it. Um, Violet Vega. Yeah. She, she was a part of all that, that, that hub up there. And she just, you know, takes old clothes and recycled bits and she just <coughs> brings them together in this sort of... Uh, creative uh, mishmash um, that in itself is, yeah, is really, it is really creative, the ideas that she comes up with and how she pieces things together. I definitely commend her um, for the way that she she does it. You know, she's very much um, fuck fast fashion, all about being renewable. <coughs> and yeah, just helping, helping the environment. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I think for some of these other brands, it's just a bandwagon goodwill. Oh, we do this too, type of vibe. That makes sense. Yeah, I could be wrong. Here I am assuming the worst, like some cynic. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I could be completely wrong. Um, I would say shouts out to Selfridges, but. I don't know no one from Selfridges, so well I didn't know 
anyone else who I'll shout out either. So yeah, shout out to Selfridges, man. Shout out to Selfridges. I mean, I, you know what? There's a place in Stoke Newington in Hackney called Selfridges, and they actually sell fridges. So shouts out to Selfridges in Stoke Newington, Hackney. And if you want to buy a fridge, go to sell fridges. I'm not even lying. They sell fridges. You'd think that we got sponsors in this fucking podcast. Don't anyway, if you are interested in some form, are we are we going down that that route? Going down which route? Sponsorship route. Uh, yeah, we could. Cool. If you're listening to this and you happen to be an individual who's looking to post their business or just promote something they have going on, big or small, small or big, music, films, products, or just what you have going on, events, your community, whatever it is, give us a shout. The guy to contact is, well, this is where you drop in your contact details, brother. Uh, yeah, my name is Rani Dostiani, and that's... <laughs> you heard the man. Don't, uh, don't delay. Don't delay. Nah, without being said, we've been talking about fashion. We've been talking about brands. There's 14 collaborations, apparently, that really mattered during the 2010 period. Um... I'm sure you remember when Carl Lagerfeld joined forces with H&M. I don't actually remember. It rings a bell, though. Yeah. Carl Lagerfeld, fan of the guy. He's dead now. Um, yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Great. Yeah, rest in peace. Great spectacles and things of that nature, man. Well, I had my first, my first pair of designer specs were Carl Lagerfeld. I remember being complimented quite a lot on that actually oh those are nice what are they Carl Lagerfeld like, what Carl Lagerfeld blah 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 What's yeah man you? Carl Lagerfeld bruh know what I'm saying yeah man shout out to Carl Lagerfeld the first time I heard of him I was listening to Soldier Boy mix it in like 2011 2012 I mean, he had mm. Carl Lagerfeld and I was like who the fuck is that I looked him up and I saw mm. the I was like, how the hell does Soldier Boy know this shit? I was like, he got swag, but like, I didn't know he knew like who Carl Elderfeld was like, the fuck? And like, I swear, they they, been t- they were friends or something. I was like, rah. Like, mm. <laughs> Bloody hell. Shut up, shut up. Man's been shouting out bare people, man. I gotta, I gotta cut that back, boy. Anyway, just give Soldier Boy his flowers. Great guy. Like I know him. Uh, <laughs> oh man, um, Soldier Boy is something else, mate. Something else. I think he's tried this under everything, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Except for movies. No? What did you say? I think Soldier Boy has tried his hand at everything except for movies. Except for movies. Now he's got Soldier Boy the movie yeah. meant to come out. And that came out in 2011. 
And he has another one. The one I was meant to drop like two, three years ago. Yeah. Man. Soldier Boy, a movie. <laughs> Bloody hell. Man like DeAndre Cortez. The one and only. <laughs> yeah. The Trailblazer. Yeah. What collaboration do you think was a big, big shout, big move? Um, I don't know what collaborations are actually like this. Okay, no, that Telfar, Telfar Ogwan. That was cool. It's a good look. It's a very good look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Valenciaga, Crocs, the one that that um former girl from Juno, she's now a guy. I've forgotten her name or his name. Um. Yeah, he wore them at a um, red carpet event like a couple of months ago. Yeah. Mm. I mean, all the other Balenciaga collabs look ugly as hell. Yeah, it's particular. I don't think Cristobal would be particularly pleased, mate. <laughs> Okay, so we're 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 coming on those. What collaborations do you feel should not have happened? They need to happen. They might even be outside of fashion. It might be fashion with something else. You know what I mean, for example, Travis Scott and McDonald's. I never had the Travis Scott burger because I don't believe it was sold here. That was quite. Yeah. Strange. You think we're strange? I mean, McDonald's. I thought it was strange. McDonald's look like slags. I mean, come on, Travis, please help us. Yeah, I mean, for Travis, hard. it was great, great business. Huh? I thought it was hard. Yeah? You didn't think McDonald's were moving like slags? No. Why? What do you mean, why? What's the why? Yeah, because I thought oh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, it's just mm. unfortunate that we didn't get any like here. Yeah. And I heard it was limited in America anyway, only certain places had it. So wait, Travis Scott is basically like a, a rock star, superstar, right? <laughs> well, if a man can have his own festival, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like he's... I mean, people are trying to keep on... Trying to act like brands are dropping him or they should drop him. And I don't know, there's not really what? traction. But yeah, the only... Okay, so Fortnite removed an emote of him yeah. in the game. 
and he's kind of gaming nerd, like so planning to do some content with him. And so far, they're the only people that have actually blocked him. Oh, sure. Any Travis content any longer. God damn. No more. No more. We're not having it. <laughs> no more. Fucking hell. It's kind of peak right now in the world of Travis, man. Um, but he'll come back soon, you It is peak. It is so peak. All the lawsuits and everyone trying to cash in and blame him and all the vitriol and everyone bringing up everything from his past. I mean, it is his fault. He is to blame. Not wholly, but... Or directly, but... No, I mean, when you're telling people to sneak in, then... (laughs) And then people end up dying. Um... (laughs) You can't really get yeah, it. Yeah, not, uh, not a particularly smart business move there. No, definitely not. Uh, like, God damn, man. Your lawyer is going to hear about this. Uh, not great. Not great at all. Not, not great at all. Um, But yeah, I guess we're... Yeah, man. You got to... You gotta sign this out, my guy. I guess you're just take podcast for your boy Remy and your guy Saxon. Yeah, hit us up on the socials. That's what you want to talk about. Us to talk about next. We're gonna be back real soon. You feel me? Yes, yes, yes. Real soon. Tune in again and again and again and again and again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Out. <laughs>